Hello, hello, hello. My name is Sean Volpe. Welcome back to Sean Talk, episode four on WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. I am here with a very special guest, my good friend, Rachel Jeff McCauley. Hello, Rachel. If you want to speak into the mic, you can... Can you hear yourself? No, you can't. Oh. Okay, how about now? Hello. Good? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you can hear <laughs> yourself? You can move the mic any any way you want. Okay. And yeah, you can be as comfortable okay. as possible. Hello, Sean. Hello, listeners. Uh, you want to tell them about yourself a little bit? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a junior here. What's your major? Environmental science. Environmental science. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. On a pre-med track. Working with the environment. Okay. Yes. Pre-med. So you're going to be a doctor? That's the goal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's that's real tough, though. Yeah. I mean, how, have you, how has classes been? And, like, have they been kicking your butt or what? Yes. Yes. Since day one of freshman year. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a baby because I used to do engineering and then... I, I was trying to be an engineer, make make that good money, and then I was like, this isn't for me, but switched to statistics, and I've been kind of enjoying that, but I can't imagine, like, pre-med, oh, God, oh. It's rough, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you'll definitely, like, um, 10 years from now, or <laughs> <laughs> 10 years when you finally uh, graduate uh, med school, you'll be very thankful, but, yeah, and you'll be, like, Helping people and yeah. saving the world, you know, be an essential worker. <laughs> I'll be looking at computers all day <laughs> while you help people. But yeah, um, oh yeah, welcome on to the podcast. Thank uh, you for having me. I have a few uh, topics I want to talk about, okay. including one very recently and very morbidly. Um, uh. Villanova lost their uh, Final Four game against Kansas, and Kansas literally won yesterday. So. That marks two years in a row where Villanova has lost to the championship winner. So, um, I don't know about you, but I I shed a tear <laughs> when I saw Colin crying. Mm-hmm. Colin, for those of you who don't know, is our um, team captain. And he was actually uh, a grad student because he was injured last year and he couldn't participate in the tournament. Or I think and he did participate, but he... Or maybe it's he played COVID. No, that was that was two years ago. Two years but like ago, they was gave them an extra year because of COVID. Oh, yeah. okay. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he had an extra year of elgi- eligibility, right. and that's why, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and he was hurt last year. Yes. And so he had an extra year, which is perfect for him and Jermaine Samuels, the other uh, grad student, to come back and play. But um, we lost our arguably second or third best player <laughs> maybe even first according to some people justin moore great defender mm-hmm. um which we saw when when we couldn't defend <laughs> yeah yeah we had um there was this big dude on kansas i i don't know any of their names but he was yeah, like just they were dominant. all giants though. yeah they were like one thing about villanova is like yeah we shoot a lot of threes and we're really yeah. good at shooting like free throws obviously because we have the best free throw percentage ever mm-hmm. in a college season which is crazy Ooh. we should have a parade for that yeah honestly. Honestly. <laughs> i was i was just talking about that i was like we should have a parade for that instead um but we have a really small team like yeah i know starting lineup a dude that's six eight is our biggest player right and that that he that is not 
that tall. That's like a small forward power forward. That's a small power forward. <laughs> That's what he is. But he, you know, Eric Dixon, he plays with a lot of hustle and mm-hmm. grit. He'll be back next year. Yes. Um, but our team will look pretty different. Um, no Colin, no Jermaine. Justin Moore will be hurt for m- most of the year, if mm-hmm. not all of the year. Um, so... But we're getting this uh, five-star recruit. I think his name – hold on. I forget what his name is. But he scored, like, 20 points or I think 19 points in the McDonald's All-American game. Um, And he had this crazy block where he got up, like, all the way – like, his head was almost over the backboard. It was insane. (laughs) Um, Where is that? Villanova – Villanova scouting players. I don't know. They're – well, anyways, but yeah, we have a bright future. But my, I and my roommates were talking about it, and they were like, they don't think we're gonna be that good um, next year at all. So I was going on a um, a weekend trip uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to um, uh, West Virginia uh, to Green Bank Observatory, and my roommates were trying to convince me not to go and stuff like that. And I had a few friends going. It was through the Astronomy Club. Shout out to the Astronomy Club. <laughs> but they were like, come on. like This is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Um, you know, you're going to be really regretting this if you go on the trip. Because they'll be like, y- you know, this is probably the only time um, you'll be able to experience this as a student where Villanova plays in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And I want you to describe... Uh, how the environment was like. I don't know what you did. Yeah, I was I was at the fin. Oh, how I was mean, that? The line was just crazy. Oh, that's what I heard. It wrapped all the way around the building. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I got there early. Uh, but it was like, in the beginning, there was a lot of energy. Everyone was just so excited. The DJ was just, everyone was hype. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then beginning. we started playing, and we were like, oh. Yeah. Because we started off very, very very badly yeah we were not prepared for their no. their size and yeah. height over us we just couldn't defend no and uh, it's so sad too because we did come back i think we were with yeah. six points at one point yeah and we um, did we cut it down by a lot and y- like those timeouts where where uh like bill self was calling timeout and we were just like hey, yeah like, yeah it was oh man i i wish i could have experienced it but <laughs> at the same time i was glad to go um so the Green Bay Observatory has like one of the biggest radio satellites in the U.S. And because of this, and because they don't want any radio signals um, basically interfering with um, studies and scientists working, um, there is no Wi-Fi, no cellular data. Uh, people basically don't have microwaves <laughs> within like a few hundred miles of the area because you know the, the signals will interfere. So it, it's just like a totally change of pace, and it was, it was really a breath of fresh air because I was feeling stressed. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I was kind of like, I kind of get like FOMO pretty easily, and mm-hmm. I see like people doing all these things, and I'm like, you know, it's just good to put my phone down, and like me and my a few of my buddies of mine in the astronomy club, we just like biked around, and like, it w- we enjoy the view, and at night, because there's like little light pollution in the area, there were so many stars. stars. I've never seen so many stars in person in my life. Yeah. It was it was amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, you had a very different experience, more yeah. hectic <laughs> and more exciting. I mean, we 
we were able to miraculously watch the game there because um, my friend Claire had a Ethernet cable, which basically hooks up the computer to the or her laptop to the internet just through like I don't know the science behind <laughs> it, but it's just through like straight wiring, no like s- yeah. no Wi-Fi or signals. So um, we were able to watch the game, and it was like you said, we only had like maybe like. 30 people on the trip or whatnot, but um, very exciting in the first half. I mean, the first few minutes, not first half, um, but then, you know, all that excitement kind of just weared off, and, like, we were just, like, sad for (laughs) almost the rest of the game. I mean, there were definitely spurts of um, happiness, and I thought we were going to come back and take the lead. Yeah, so did I. Well, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, they Colin... Colin and Jermaine had great runs. Yeah, um, they really did. They I mean, over their five years, I mean, like, they had, they've accomplished they w- so much. They won a championship. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, what more can you ask exactly. for? Exactly. You can't really, like, feel too bad for them because they were very successful. Mm-hmm. But I feel bad. I'm like, I hope they have success yeah. after, you know, Definitely. because they're, 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 I think they're 22, 23 now. And that's like kind of old to NBA standards. Like NBA standards, they're right. looking for really athletic nineteen-year-olds, yeah. sh- fresh out, um, yeah, fresh out of freshman year of college, and they are not that. <laughs> but like Collins, not athletic. Jermaine isn't the most athletic guy. Um, they're like, it's crazy how good of a college player you can be, yeah, and how like just so you don't fit into the NBA at that's all true. because they have totally different standards. Uh, uh, um. Colin won the Bill Cousy Award. I know. Like, I he's the best point guard in the nation, or college-wise. Yeah, and college-wise. But, like, like n- he's not even expected. Like, exactly. he's expected to be, like, a late to second round Like, that pick disparity is so or, crazy. Yeah, people will think he's going to go undrafted. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, I mean, he'll definitely go pro if he chooses mm-hmm. to. Overseas. He can definitely least. go overseas or yeah. whatnot and definitely, you know, get get a bag. Yeah. Get, a, get a bag. Yeah. I could see him going to the NBA too. I mean, we see some Villanova players. A lot. S- Sadiq Bay, yeah. who's been flourishing. He's been playing so well. Mm-hmm. He dropped. Sadiq Bay was like my favorite player um, <laughs> coming here freshman year. He was just so good. Um, he dropped 50 points like I think a month ago or two yeah. months ago, which was insane. Mm-hmm. He's been playing so well. Um, we have uh, Jeremiah. I mean, Jeremiah, he's like a role player, but. You know, he uh, he gets, like, 20 minutes per game, which is good. Um, Kyle Lowry, obviously, but he played years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jalen Brunson, who's been playing well, actually. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart. Like, you have – it's f- kind of funny how we had, like, one of the best teams for so long, but, like, no superstar players yet. I mean, you can – Yet. Yet, <laughs> exactly. I mean, Sadiq, he's looking really nice. Yeah. But um, – I don't know. It's Eric Pascal too. He Eric Pascal, yeah, he was good on the Warriors. Um, I forget what team he's on now. I think he he's like a bench player for some team. But w- yeah, Eric Pascal was like our best player for a little bit, and um, yeah, he's on the Jazz now. He's he doesn't really get much minutes, unfortunately. But he was really good on the Warriors. Yeah, it's I w- I just want to see them succeed. Yeah. And I think what made me sad the most is that like, dang, they're just done. They're done as Villanovans, <laughs> you know? And it's just like... Hey, once a wildcat. Yeah, always a wildcat. <laughs> but, I mean, like, they're, they're the last time suiting up, you know, for a yeah. game. And it was just like, 
it felt like a part of my Villanova experience was gone in that instant, you know, because yeah. they've always been here since uh, we were here, and they're already like they're already uh, like juniors when we got here, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, like, and it's kind of unfair because like our freshman year we got sent home, so yeah, we, we didn't, didn't even have the chance. And they looked, they were so good too that yes. year. Like they were definitely better. I mean, we were still really good this year. But they were better. I would say they were a better team freshman year than they were this year. I agree. The year before, because Sadiq, Jeremiah, I mean, they were NBA caliber players, Mm -hmm. and they were playing. They're they're playing so well, and Colin too, and Jermaine. Like, come on now, like that's just stacked. And um, but you know what can you do? (laughs) No one. I mean, no one was able to win the championship that year. So how mad can you be? Yeah. It's a. It's definitely a big what if. What yeah. If, what if <laughs> what if Villanova was able to play? Maybe we could have won it again that year or mm-hmm. not. But speaking of championship, mm-hmm. NBA, I want your predictions. I want I want you to tell me who do you think is making it out the West first? Let's start with the West. The West. Here, I'll pull up the standings for you. If you, I don't know if you can see my screen or not. Can you see it over here? Or yeah. Okay. Let me actually let me pull up the playoff picture for the. Okay. So, do you want who I think or who I want? Both. Let me let me hear both. So I've. I'm a big, Phoenix fan. Really. Yes. Wow. They're, have they have the easily the best record in the NBA. I know. Um, sixty two and sixteen, which is insane. Why do you like them so much? I so like. I re- like I've always been a part of a basketball family, but I didn't start like really, really watching until my freshman year of uh, high school, mm-hmm. because that's when I like actually started playing, playing like on the high school team. Oh, I didn't know you played. Oh, cool. Ah, yes, I did play. <laughs> okay. Um, but my freshman year was also Devin Booker's rookie year, and I oh, just wow. once I and he I don't know if you know his story, but he came from like Kentucky after that year where they had that big uh, streak. And they lost, I th- believe, in the Final Four, but they were like a lot of people bet that they were going to win the whole way. And Devin Booker was on a team with a lot of talent and didn't get a lot of playing time. Yeah. Um, he got picked 13th in the draft, but then he was like a bench. He was a role player until the starting um, one of the guards got injured and he just took his spot. And he was in one game and two games and he was just going off game after game. Yeah. So it was like he was very like underrated, like nobody really knew what he could do. He was an underdog. When yeah, he, exactly, he was up. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And he he was on a really really bad team. Like Phoenix was the worst oh, team yes. his rookie year, and look at them now. Like y- last year they were literally in the championship game. So the, I they love were up two zero. Yeah, they they were up two zero. Um, I actually like Chris Paul too. Yes. Oh, when they got him. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's the Chris Paul effect because they were a pretty mediocre team when yeah. before he got there. He did. That's, like, the leadership role that he comes with, the experience, that, like, veteran aura yeah. that he just, like, can give and help the young guys out. That That's what helped them. Arguably the most consistent. Yeah. One of the most consistent players. Like, like, him and LeBron. I mean, he's just, like, always winning. Mm-hmm. Even if, like... People make fun of like his Clippers days, where he, <laughs> but like he always led them to playoff yeah. series and stuff. But like the Rockets, like they almost got a championship with Harden, mm-hmm. and 
he got hurt. Yeah. He he probably would have made the finals, and they definitely would have um, won. But mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? That's also <laughs> another what if what for if? you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so do you think the Suns are gonna make it out again? I do. I wow, really do. You, you so, you know, but I don't know. The Warriors are looking pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like. The Nuggets are a sleeper team. But That's true. I, I don't know. The West are a l- little weaker than they usually are. Um, usually they're, like, dominating on all facets. But the Lakers, they have been horrible, horrible. Yeah. They've been plagued by injuries. Anthony Davis <laughs> is finally back, but now LeBron is hurt. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what's going on with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russell Westbrook, he's actually been playing really well lately. Has he? Like, he's been averaging, um, like, 39% from three. Uh, which is really good for him. Fifty-two <laughs> percent um, from the field and like twenty-four a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's been like proving people lo- wrong lately. But um, so you got Phoenix. I got um, Chef Curry and Clay Thompson okay. on the Golden State Warriors. I got I them mean, going all the way. Th- all the way. Well, not all the way. All all the but way to the to finals. The f- all the way to the finals. Yeah. Okay. So the Western Conference champion, like they're gonna win. Yeah, I believe they're gonna win the the West. Okay. Yeah. Not not all the way. Excuse me. But they do. They have Clay Thompson this year. I forget, like he's he's yeah. their X factor in my opinion. Yeah, I mean if Clay gets really hot, I yeah, there's I, no stopping. There's him. no stopping that team and Steph and Draymond and Wiggins who was an All Star this year, mm-hmm. and they got Wiseman back and I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't see what's gonna stop them from winning. <laughs> Even if the Suns are really good. And now in the East, well. We both have a <laughs> bit of biases over here, yes, but we do. I know who you want to win, but who is we that? Do. I am homegrown from the greater Philadelphia area, yeah. and I stick to my guns. The 76ers and Embiid <laughs> and Harden. I want you to – what do you make of – it's been a <laughs> month and a half, two months, whatever it's been since you got Harden. Um, it might be longer than that. I don't even know when – it was right before Feels the deadline. Like a lifetime. <laughs> I think it's been like two months, which yeah. sounds about right. Um, what do you make of the Harden situation two months later, reflecting on it? Two months later. I still, I was never on board with this, situ- with this situation. Oh, for context, for co- <laughs> um, James Harden was traded from my favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets, to the 76ers, mm-hmm. which are like a basically a rivalry of ours. Yeah. Uh, they kind of have a rivalry going now. Mm-hmm. Um, was traded for Ben Simmons and Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, and, uh, and they I gave us a few. Didn't we get a few? We picks? got that really old guy from you. Oh What's yeah, we gave you Pil- Paul Millsap. Yes, Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap <laughs> and Harden, and I think we gave you someone else, but you like released him or something. Oh, I don't know. Okay, I could be wrong. Um, yeah. So what do you make of that? Afterwards, I still believe it was. The wrong decision. I believe that the like the front office of the Sixers, they were in a tough spot. They had to do something. They had yeah. a player who didn't want to be there, who was wasting money, like wasting space, had a terrible attitude, was bringing down morale. That's Ben Simmons. Yes, the Australian. I don't call him by name sometimes. <laughs> he who <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm glad to see him go. I'm not glad to see him go to... Brooklyn, as I've told you in private many times, I think Ben Simmons got the best out of this whole situation because the reason why he didn't want to play is because he can't shoot. And now yeah. he's on a team where he doesn't have to shoot. Mm-hmm. So it works out perfectly. I mean, yeah, I was honestly upset 
at first because Harden, you know, MVP, he has all these accolades, mm-hmm. all-star. And he was really good for us when we first got him. Mm-hmm. He was, like, in the run for MVP, and he was really holding down the team when um, I think KD was injured. Yeah. And he was, like, looking – <clears throat> he was looking like our best player for a while, for a while. Like he was like our leader. He was passing. Yeah. He was playing with pass first mentality, taking really good shots. But this year, he just didn't look like he wanted to play for us. He was lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, had a pretty bad attitude. He obviously wasn't really trying as much. Mm-hmm. Um, like in his last game with us, he scored like nine points against the Kings with like thirty something minutes, and or seven points and. He had terrible shot selection. He wasn't really passing anymore. So, do you think that's because he didn't want to play for you guys, or just because he was um, he didn't show up? I think it was. Yeah, I think he was a lot better than um, he made it look. I think he was obviously just not trying because he explained the frustrations were because we have a lot of drama on our team. <laughs> um, it was the situation of Kyrie Irving. He was frustrated that Kyrie wasn't playing because. Our player, Kyrie Irving, um, he chose not to be vaccinated, and the rest of our players were vaccinated. And because of the, the laws and regulations in New York, um, he couldn't play for us. Um, but it was funny because he could sit on the sidelines and like cheer for us <laughs> without a mask, but he couldn't <laughs> step foot on the court. It was just the laws. Um, but they lifted that now, um, like recently they did. But he was frustrated with that. He was frustrated, he said, with the weather. <laughs> and I, it's he the also, same weather. I, I know <laughs> Philly is literally the same weather, but he described he didn't like the weather here. And, um, I'm like, he should have went to Miami if he wants yeah. some good weather. Like, they'd be a really good team for him. But, true. um, and also he wanted more of a, he wanted to be more of a, um, uh, uh, what's I going to call it? He wanted to be like, he didn't want to be the third option or second yeah, option. The leader. Because Kyrie and Katie were um, averaging more points than he was, and he was just kind of frustrated. And he he likes having the ball in his hands, I guess. Um, so he was traded to Philadelphia. We got some really good players. We got Seth Curry, who I really like. Who Andre so Drummond. Jealous. Andre I Drummond, who's a good defender. Yeah. Um, we need defense, and Ben Simmons, obviously, who will be back. Wait, can we talk about that? Well, yeah, sure. Explain, explain to the people. <laughs> Why isn't he playing where he okay. hasn't been, like... So, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly he has an injured back. Um, I don't know why. I think he's just, like, conditioning himself to be back. And I also think he's mentally conditioning himself, too, because he was s- probably the most hated player in, like, any sport ever, like, last year. Because um, for the Philadelphia fans are pretty ruthless, and he didn't show up for um, their series against wasn't uh, who did they play? It was um, gosh, didn't they lose against like the Hawks or something? Yes. Yeah, they lost against the Hawks. Was that the first round or sec- second? No, round? that was the that Hawks was right before the the. Uh, ooh. The Hawks did go that to was the second round, I believe. Yeah, the Hawks had like a really good playoff run. They did. Um, yeah, and he was so hated because people, are, you know, everyone knows he can't shoot, but mm-hmm. then like. After that, everyone just started attacking him for his, like, lack of skill. And so, so it sounds like you believe it was warranted. What? Like, that he that he said that he was able to remove himself from the situation. I'll word it that way. A Ben Simmons, you mean? Because you're saying that, like, 
everyone hated him. You're not saying like, like did he deserve it? Did I? Question. Do I think he deserved it? Um, you know, you gotta remember at the end of the day, like every player's a human. But I, I, I see why people heavily disliked him. Like, honestly, like I heavily disliked James Harden for <laughs> being a little baby and not <laughs> wanting to play for us. But like, you gotta remember at the end of the day, like this guy's a human, and he was talking about how he had mental health struggles because of all the scrutiny. Um, you get and obviously it's wrong but you know you gotta that comes with that comes with the the, the trade you know like if you if you're gonna be an NBA player you gotta be mentally tough exactly. too um, I don't think he should have he should have s- stopped playing he re- like he refused to play mm-hmm. for almost a whole like three quarters of a season until right. he was traded and I'm like that's your job bro like exactly. if you're if you're perfectly healthy and just because you're like upset, like you just gotta, you know, you gotta go to work. But like you can't, you can't call out <laughs> sick every day, you know. Um, it's also I, speaking from a Philadelphia fan perspective. He he, if you're familiar with the story of Ben Simmons, he came like out of college. He did a one and done year. He was drafted number one to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, but. In the preseason, or right before the preseason, during the summer, he got injured. He broke his foot. He was out the entire season. When we drafted <laughs> him, we knew he couldn't shoot. But we were like, he, he's in the NBA. He's surrounded by the best team, the best coaching. We can get him the resources that he needs. He'll develop a shot. He's already a super athletic player. He has everything else except for the shot. And he could be taught that. That's like, if you're a coachable person, you should be able yeah. to learn how to shoot a basketball. Especially if you're a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So he, c- he comes in, he's injured on his foot, but he still has access to all these resources. He can still use his arms. He's still, like, you know what I mean? Next year, he comes in, he wins Rookie of the Year, takes, I don't know, eight threes the whole year, maybe? No, I don't think he took one single three oh. his first his rookie year. Yeah. That, that proves my point. But my point, is, and it's, I think it's his fourth or fifth year in the league now. So, coming in, the idea was, hey, we're going to draft you number one, we're going to give you the help you need, and in a few years, we're going to expect to see some results. We've given him time. We've given him the grace. He refuses to learn. And that's the issue that Philly fans have with him. It's how are you just so prideful and so big that you can't (laughs) just just learn how to shoot the ball? It's funny because every year, like every summer, you see – him working out exactly. and like shooting like lights out in like exactly. a j- open gym. Why but he, can't you do that on the floor? I think it's a mental thing too, you know? That's like, true. There's a certain like confidence you have to have. And yeah. he wasn't very confident himself for those yeah. years. You guys have also like kind of a bad track history with rookies too. Markel <laughs> Fultz. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Markel Fultz <laughs> who was supposed to be, he was, a nu- was he number he one? Was number he, w- one. he was number one. Yep. And he was like. We traded up for him too. Yeah, yeah. And you guys like skipped out on was that Tatum, I think? Yeah. You skipped out on yeah, Tatum. Exactly. And, and um, I think that was also Lonzo, too. Lonzo's been pretty good, too. But, yeah, Tatum, who's almost a superstar now, <laughs> you can argue that he is. But yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like shooting and <laughs> fluid in his arm or something. And, oh, my God. But, um, no, I'm excited to have Ben back on – my yeah. team, the he's Brooklyn Nets. He's going to be great he's for you guys. He's going to be a great, uh, probably like fourth scoring option <laughs> maybe because 
because we got we got uh, Kyrie and Katie, mm-hmm. and we also got Seth. Seth, yeah. You have all the perimeter that. shooters. And Ben. Sim- the thing about Ben Simmons is he's such a role player. Like, they call him the point forward because he has the yeah. handles to be a guard, but he's also, like, 6'10". So, like, he's a facilitator. He can run plays, and that's perfect for yeah, you guys. Yeah, he's, like, more than happy to, like, pass the ball yeah. up. And, like, to, like, Katie and Kyrie, who – who will just be like running to get open? Yeah. Like that's scary. Like yeah. they can. That is. That, that is pretty very scary. scary. And he provides really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. He was a candidate for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I was just about year. to say that. Yeah, he was crazy good at steals and he gets blocks. He's kind of like. He's kind of like a Giannis without like Giannis's confidence. <laughs> I guess that's and the perfect description. Like he, he's like that's so good. He well Giannis like shoots like he's not the best shooter but mm-hmm. he, he, he tries shoot a shot he and tries he, and he, and he does get it better goes in. exactly like he he has gotten so much exactly. better with his three pointers and his free throw mm-hmm. and like people bully Giannis, be like oh yeah he has no talent what but, but it doesn't like that gets one but ben yeah a lot of people especially uh in the finals they were comparing Giannis and uh ben and how both of them like the hack of simmons or whatever yeah like hack a shack i guess mm-hmm. but like you get fouled at the end of the game to try and have uh, the other team, like, have possession of the ball. Mm-hmm. But, like, Giannis isn't afraid of taking those shots. Yeah. He's, he's like, if I miss it, I miss it. If I don't, like, that's good for me. But Ben Simmons ki- is, like, scared to shoot, scared to, like, be fouled. He's gi- <laughs> he's passing the ball to Matisse Thibel, who, like, is a defense, so strictly a defensive player for us, for the Sixers. And it's like, why are you passing the ball when you're under the basket? Because yeah. you're scared they're going to foul you? Was that the, the Trey Young thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah when that was, was the whole, that was that the was one the play, play. Yeah. that set Philly fans off. And we are like, we need him out of here. It was just like one mistake that basically defined his whole Philly career. <laughs> like everyone forgot how good he was. Yeah. And they were like, ah, yeah. screw him, get him out of here. Yeah. But overall, going back to James Harden, are you satisfied? Like... <sighs> I want to see. Like I said, we needed to do something, and I think that was a move. <laughs> oh, they're winning right now. But um, it it was indeed a move. Um, Sixers fans were like, <laughs> treated him like the second coming of Christ. Though they were like, <laughs> yeah, let's they go. Were super we're, we're going all the way now. <laughs> let's go. I mean, they could still very well go all the way. I mean, they. That's true. They've been playing. Not. I think we're the fourth seed. Not too bad recently. Yeah, you guys are. Um, you are the fourth seed, but objectively, who do you think is going to win? Oh, the East. The East. I could see the Celtics if I'm being honest. Wow, my roommate's a Celtic fan. Really? He, he keeps saying he's like, "We're going all the way," and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> "I mean, I always treat them as like a regular season team, but mm-hmm. the Heat yeah. are good." But I, I feel choke? like <laughs> I feel like the Heat. Um, that'd be kind of cool—a Heat Suns yeah. final, like having. Like, the two teams that lost in the past Mm -hmm. two years. Did you see what happened on the bench? Uh, Yes. Oh, my god! Jimmy Butler and um, Udonis Haslam. Yes. Yes. That was interesting. They were um, basically this guy, uh, Udonis Haslam. He doesn't, like, play at all. I think I'm saying his name correctly. If I'm not, uh, I apologize. (laughs) But he doesn't play at at all. He's... I think he's, like, the oldest player in the league now. Maybe one, if not the oldest. I believe it. If he's <laughs> one of the oldest. Um, I think he's, like, 41, 40 years old. 
and he's just a glue guy. He's there to keep the players together, like to be for the mm-hmm. chemistry's sake. He's been on the Heat for so long now. Mm-hmm. He's played with LeBron and Dwayne Wade and stuff. Like he's old, okay. So he just sits on the bench and just cheers his team on. He's a hype man. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler is the leader, but Jimmy Butler is notoriously very cocky and mm-hmm. very like, I want to do this my way, and, and no one else is going to tell me otherwise. Yeah. Like, uh, y- you know, you know how he is. Mm-hmm. So. That's why he <laughs> left the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's also why he left Minnesota. So. Yeah, like um, it's a it's a re- recurring theme here. Yeah, but he's he's flourished with the Heat. Yeah. He's really he found did really yeah he on the Heat he does really well. He that's his team. And yeah, I hope he sticks with it. I hope they can fix whatever. I like him too. Yeah, I honestly do like him. Yeah, it's like he has the winning mentality. He has like the the confidence and like it's just he 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 just wants to win and. People take it the wrong way, and it comes across the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But basically, the two were, like, seen in and a video. And it was the coach. It was the two Coach were Spo. Yeah, they were, they were seeing um, – they were talking about, like – I think they were, like, fighting each other or something. I think Coach Spo was, like, wanted a play, and Jimmy was, like, no. And then he was just, like, <laughs> you have oh. to do it. You have to do what Coach tells you, basically. Yeah, it was I'm like the coach threw the clipboard, like it was a whole yeah, thing. That was not the best time out for Miami. It was some dysfunction over on Yeah, the yeah, he, he threw, threw the, clipboard the clipboard right at Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen that in my life where And this is like happened a whole like it's a whole 60 second. Yeah. Like it, especially when I every time I've seen like a bench argument happen, like they argue and then they they get separated to sit down. Yeah. Like Yeah, and I'm like wow, like like you have players holding back I'm the coach. I'm like the. <laughs> I was <laughs> like gonna say the, I'm like the ba- the balls Jimmy Butler has to argue with like his boss. Like yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like his boss is in control of, <laughs> you know, if he plays or or not. I just oh, think it's so funny. So but crazy. I mean, you would think they would be like a terrible team the way they're arguing. Yeah. Like you would think they'd be playing like Los they Angeles. They do not but look like the number one seed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they've been killing it. Yeah. I think objectively, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Brooklyn. I mean, really, I'm a Nets guy. I I think they have the most talented roster okay. in the NBA, right? I agree. But it's gonna be an uphill climb because they are currently the tenth seed, mm-hmm. and they have to win two games in the play-in. As of right now, if they mm-hmm. say the tenth seed, they have to win two games in the play-in tournament, and then. You know, have a long journey ahead by playing the first seed. Probably going to be the, I think the Miami Heat. Um, well, I don't think they clinch the first seed, but it would probably be the Miami Heat, which is a tough team, and have the the path of an eighth seed. I don't know. I just think, uh, if not Brooklyn, I could really see. You know, Chicago started out really good and then they just kind of fell off. Yeah. Because Lonzo got hurt. Um. If I were to pick, I would say Milwaukee again, just because yeah. they're so good yeah. and they're consistent, and they basically had the, the same team they had um, when they won last year, mm-hmm. except no uh, PJ Tucker, but whatever. But um, I can see Shout Milwaukee. Out I'm surprised. You know, I did not know the Raptors were a six seed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know they've been playing so well yeah. recently. They were like bottom <laughs> when I last checked. Um, Cleveland kind of fell off a little bit. Um, yeah, um, I really see 
if not the Nets, I can see another Milwaukee Suns final or a Warriors Milwaukee final. Okay. But I want to. I want the Nets in the final. <laughs> I want to see Nets Warriors <laughs> KD versus Stephen Clay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. That would be so good. I would <laughs> love that, and him just to be like on his own team on the Nets if he wins it all with Kyrie. I would just love. It, that's just that would be so uh, um, spiteful of him, <laughs> so petty. But I would I would love to see that. But who knows? Maybe maybe Sixers go all the way. Maybe they Hopefully. win it all. Maybe Harden's hoisting that trophy. <laughs> that would be I would cry if that happened because we would very much so be losers to the trade. Because you don't you don't win a trade if the player you trade wins it all. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> uh, like the Raptors and Kawhi. Yeah. Like the Spurs, I mean, he had a good run with the Spurs, but the Raptors, even though Kawhi played on the on the Raptors for a year, <laughs> you win it all if you win the championship. Yeah. You know, you win That's you win everything. It doesn't matter if he leaves next year. You yeah. you know, you have bragging and rights. And no one can year. take that. Yeah, no one can take that, no one can change that. <laughs> um like if I were to choose to have Katie and Kyrie win it all this year, like a guarantee, and them leave next year, I would do it. Do it yeah. Because the whole that's the whole, you know, that's the whole objective of basketball. I would like <laughs> to see the Nets win in my lifetime. I've never seen it. Just like Sixers haven't won in your lifetime either. Cause they've been I don't think they've ever won. Period. I or well, they might in have the seventies, probably. They like might have won like when it was um, before they were even the Sixers. Oh God, nineteen eighty-three. Eighty-three. Okay. Yeah, but your last really good team was like what AI? Yeah. Like Allen Iverson. Yeah. yeah. That was like oh three. Yeah, and he played so crazy, but yeah. it's a shame that they never found success. I know. Um, he deserved it. He did. Like, he, like, if anybody, like, one of the best players to not win a championship, that has to be AI. He'll, he'll be, yeah, he's definitely up there. Um, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, no one else, can, Reggie Miller, maybe. Um, yeah, AI is definitely one of the most talented and very one of the most influential players that's I've ever so seen. That's so true. Um, it's crazy how people don't even realize it too. That's the other thing. Like you're an influence, and people don't even know that you're the influence. Yeah, he that's he how like widespread it was. He like popularized popularized like do rags. Yeah, the NBA and like cornrows. And he like just like getting it. dressed, like yeah. the whole tunnel walk. That was yeah. him. Yeah, that was him, and he was just like everyone idolized him. Like everyone growing up, like he was. Let me see. Like, I wanted to be him. Yeah, he like he just like you just look up pictures of him. He's like so cool, yeah. bro. Like, um, <laughs> um, let me look up NBA fashion. Like he dressed like like he yeah. was on the court looking like, like yeah like he had chains everyone on. Before that, used to wear like suits and stuff yeah. when they had to sit out. He was like no. Or just like yeah, just like lame clothes. But <laughs> he was the reason why they had uh, um, the dress code change. The dress code change because yeah. he was coming in. Because uh, David Stern didn't mm-hmm. like how he was, like... Yeah, like, portraying and, yeah. like, the image that he I think was it was definitely, like, um, racially motivated. Oh, for sure. David like, Stern. <laughs> because, like, do-rag, like, do-rags aren't even, like, um, you know, they're, they're... He thought do-rags were, like, unprofessional. I'm like, yeah. They're literally, like... I, I, I mean, I don't have the... Uh, you know, you can probably speak more on this, but... <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, um... Like people, like people are like do rags are like an essential thing for many um, black people. Yeah, and, you know, and it's like, 
like kind of like the outlaw is just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. But they've definitely like normalized um being more casual yeah. with their outfits again. Um now like Players are now wearing chains on the sidelines and mm-hmm. stuff, but they used to have to w- be super, super fashionable and, like, <laughs> stupidly fashionable. Yeah, like, AI was just, like, he was a tough dude, man. Like, he came from, like, the true projects. Like, I remember yeah. him, like, describing him growing up. He was just like, yeah, I would probably be drug dealing or mm-hmm. or dead or in jail. Like, he was really from the trenches. And, yeah. you know, he was just so talented with his handles and just – and I also love – he. Had so much heart because he was short. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> they said he was like listed at six one, but I think he was a l- maybe a little shorter than that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, any opinions on the dress code, like the dress coding thing or anything? Well, now that they've like lightened it up, they so definitely did. But I definitely see how it was <laughs> <laughs> racially motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially David Stern is kind of has been accused of things before. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, they they've accused him of like rigging like a, a lottery before <laughs> and stuff and well Oh, and the Chris Paul thing to the Lakers. I don't, you remember that? Yeah. That was years ago though, but <laughs> he voided that trade. Um I don't know. But to not to segue into I have a terrible segue. <laughs> But um, you watched the Oscars at all? I did. You actually watched I it? I watched the A. Oh, my I'm God. I'm into those things. Wh- I'm like. I love award shows. You love award shows. Okay, because I have a lot of friends. My buddy Alec, I texted him about the Grammys, and he was like, he was like F award shows. Oh. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, my I mom watched it. Yeah. My mom watched it live, too. I didn't even know it was happening until <laughs> I saw that clip appear on, like, my Twitter feed. Yeah. I was like, what the? And I thought it was scripted at first. Did you did <laughs> so you think did it I. was scripted? So when I was watching it happen, I like he like Chris Rock, comedian, okay, like host of the Oscars before. Okay, let me just ask this. Was he making fun of people the whole time? He, he there were like multiple jokes before the big joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, he like he got up to present an award and then he made like three jokes about other people in the room. Mm-hmm. And then all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, I'm sure everyone listening, it, whoever's listening, I know my mom's listening. She <laughs> wanted me to talk about this. Hi, mom. Um, yeah. Uh, the G.I. Jane joke. I mean, okay, I've seen people argue for both sides. Like, people are like, um, yeah, Will Smith was justified, even though violence is wrong, but they see why he did what he did. Mm-hmm. And also, people siding with Chris Rock, they're like, Listen, he's just reading off a teleprompter. Um, who knows if he wrote his own joke? I, I don't know. Usually they don't. Mm-hmm. But um, I think of Will Smith, I think it would have been a lot more um, a lot more um, professional and a lot more powerful of him if he went up and was just like, hey, man, don't be making fun of my wife. Like, you know, she has a condition. Um that causes her to lose her hair. And I think, you know, just please respect that. Like, I think that would just be a lot more, you know. So you think, like, right there, instead of walking up and slapping him, like, just if, if say he, to the mic. Or, or if he, like, went up, if he walked up and was just, like, just talk to Chris. Okay. You know, just like, hey, man, like, instead of going up there and just, like, 
no warning, just slapping him full on in the face, just like a huge, like, man, you heard that slap from, like, around <laughs> the world. Like, that was, he put all his effort into that. And then to curse him out after, like, that's just a cherry on top. That just, oh, man. I, I just the quad, the silence in that, that whole room, mm. the whole uh, venue was just, oh, it just hurts to watch. It's. I know you saw you were watching the um, cable, so it was just all silent, yeah. right? Like they censored everything. That's why I was so confused. Like I, I saw, I saw him <laughs> make the joke, and I was like, at first I just thought the joke was a bad joke. I didn't laugh. Yeah, it was lame. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> okay, like. And then once I saw Will Smith get up, I was like, oh, he said it on purpose. Yes, yes. He yes. said a bad joke on purpose to get like Will Smith was gonna come up and do a bit. I thought the. The slap looked fake from what I, like, from first reaction, it looked fake. I didn't see anything connect. So I was like, okay. And then it went silent. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he can't curse on live television. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's, is that part of it? Yeah, is he like, just ad-libbing? Yeah, like, were they improvising? <laughs> like, that would have been kind of funny if they did, like, an improvised bit. But they were not. Yeah. Um, but after I saw the unedited version... And I was like, well, or after actually, I saw his his acceptance speech because he. Ever, that's the other thing. It was his night. Everyone knew he was taking home the Oscar. He's been trying to take home an Oscar for twenty years now. Yeah. Uh, so when he was like, I, he said in his speech, I do everything to protect my family. And I was like, wait. So did you really slap him? And yeah. then I saw the video, and I was like, oh, he really slapped yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he. He didn't even apologize to Chris in his acceptance speech, too. Yeah. He should have. He apologized to the Academy. Yeah. But he did apologize to Chris, like, multiple times. Yeah, afterwards. After. And I think, like, Jada was like, I think Jada apologized on his behalf as well, mm -hmm. which is classy of them. I respect that. Mm -hmm. But people are mad that Chris Rock hasn't apologized for the joke. I, he has. He has? I've I seen an apology. Really? Okay. So he apologized for the joke. I remember well a few days after people were upset that he was taking so long to apologize yeah. for the for um the the Jada joke but unless it was fake but I feel like I saw hmm. but what was interesting is Chris Rock's brother he has like a million brothers but <laughs> one of his brothers was like he was doing a, a stand up show and he was mm. talking about how like he was like gonna run up on Will Smith and like beat him up and mm -hmm. stuff and I was like whoa like this is like that's how you know I mean. Unless everyone was, like, in on it, mm -hmm. and, like, this was, like, a pub publicity thing, yeah. which I highly no, doubt. there's no way. Because it just doesn't make anyone look good. No. You know? So, yeah, I'm like, this is serious. Like, <laughs> that's how you know this is serious. If, like, a celebrity's brother's talking about beating another, like, celebrity up. And these aren't just, like, Joe Schmo's, like... You know, yeah, these are big nobody's. Names. These are legends. Yeah, these are legends. This is another one legend. Like, miss, like he was once, our he was like once Mr. Hollywood. Like in mm -hmm. every movie, yeah. everyone loved him. Um, people still do love him. Like I think he's a very good actor. Um, just like the whole Jada thing, like everything kind of just spiraled out of control. And people <laughs> looked at him negatively because of that. But also, that's also like, it's not. When it's rumors, and then rumors turn in, it, they snowball. And then it's like, oh, now I have to defend myself. I have to defend my marriage. So <laughs> it's like... <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot of things are like people, like, from where? where is the source? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just hearsay. He, she said, he said, and it's just going down the line. Yeah. 
no. Um, the whole uh, I just feel like ever things took a turn on Will Smith. Like everyone pitied him because yeah. of the entanglement thing. With, <laughs> um, but there were it was an open relationship. Yeah, I that's mean, what like, people leave see, out. See, like I hear that, but then I also hear like they were separated, and but like Will Smith like granted them, um, like he gave them their uh, um, his blessings or it whatever. It went both ways. Yeah, like that's it went both ways, but like then he got like upset over it. It was just that's like it's untrue. That's a, it's like I I sat down and watched the red table red <laughs> the whole thing. Jada wow, Pickett yeah. Smith has this Facebook series called Red Table Talk where she just it's basically a podcast, honestly. Yeah. And she was like people are talking about my marriage, so I'm going to bring my husband on and we're going to speak on it. Yeah. And they aired it out. Everything made sense from what I remember. They were like they were having problems in their marriage, and they both decided that they should take some time to see other people. They would they would still be legally married. They'd still co-parent their children, but they're gonna take a, a small break. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting though, because it's like the the media was just like yeah, like the whole Will Smith crying meme. Yeah, like him crying. <laughs> and it's like oh my god, like their marriage is over. Blah yeah. blah blah. Um, but was that like the first time? I mean, people r- strongly dislike her because they're like, you know, she shouldn't have publicly said that. Like, she should have just kept it but also private. It was, it wasn't him or it wasn't her. It was August said it. August uh, Alsina, who is the homewrecker other man situation, he was in an interview and talked about his relationship with Jada Pickett Smith. Yeah, and he was asked on that, and he and. I don't know how it was worded, but basically the interviewer was like, did you and her have a relationship? And he said, yes, Will Smith was okay with it. Yeah. And it they he left it at that because obviously it wasn't his place to speak on their marriage, but he was, he was telling his truth. So the internet took that and ran with it. Oh, there's cheating, entanglement. Mm-hmm. So Jada said, I'm going to sit down with my husband. I'm going to explain to all the people so they, they know the story and they can leave me alone. Yeah, which is that's another thing like privacy. It's definitely, being a celebrity, it's definitely that's a whole the media layer. definitely had a field day with it. Yeah, because it was like a big thing, but they definitely uh, took their own. They twisted it yeah. around For and the made it. Headlines and people and hated Jada. People hated her. They're like, why yeah. isn't Will divorcing her? But like you said, they didn't know the true story, and I admittedly d- didn't really know the true <laughs> story. But I don't know. I just hear so many things and like. What do you think do you do you think it was more so like he was trying to prove himself as a, like a like a strong husband by going up there and slapping Chris Rock or like I feel like that kind of like fueled it cuz mm-hmm. people like thought he like definitely he was like I, uh, yeah. uh they pitied him and they <laughs> thought he was like pathetic a little bit like I've seen people are like oh my god this guy's pathetic like why isn't he leaving mm-hmm. her he can get any girl in Hollywood like but I get it because his wife has a condition, you know. It's not really funny to laugh about, mm-hmm. like, a, a woman balding. I right. forget what's... But it's alopecia. Yeah, alopecia, yeah. And she has, like, hair loss, and she's been open and honest about that. And, like, that's... Her, sh- her like, shaving her head was something that she brought to the internet, and she was, like... She brought to her Red Table Talk. She also brought, like, lots... She had a segment on it where she brought, like, different celebrities... 
and like like Tiffany Haddish and other people like that who shaved their head and we were like talk they were talking about the connection between uh hair femininity mm-hmm. like being a black woman and hair but also that view with femininity attached to that yeah so like it's very multi-layered and so for him to make a joke that included like like not only a medical condition but also like race that was a true. whole other it's so true layer i've seen tweets about that be- that they're like wow it's like kind of screwed up that he was ta- attacking like yeah. a black woman especially in a white space because it's a, like at a place where the uh, the oscars has had a diversity problem for so long yeah and you're sitting here making a joke about a black woman but you can also argue that you know like you know it's like the joke wasn't that deep and it wasn't that like intention and Chris Rock didn't have that intention like he was just focusing on everybody or he was reading a teleprompter but i can definitely see like why will got so angry mm-hmm. and and that's the other thing he did he laughed in the beginning which yeah. is what people are <laughs> talking <But> like, about <laughs> but like when someone is telling jokes, especially yeah. if it's like a friend, like yeah, it's his friend and up it's there. It's a comedian too. Like you're comedian. supposed to laugh. Like even if, like if I um ever see someone do stand up, like I'm, yeah. like you, you know you just good. you just laugh. Yeah. You know, like even like your first instinct is to laugh when mm-hmm. you see like a funny show. Yeah. Or you're watching a play, or you know your first instinct is to laugh. Like maybe your brain doesn't truly process the like the extremity of the jo- extremity of the joke. Yeah. But then like. He probably was just like, wait a second. He's, you know, he's really he's like. He's talking about my wife. <laughs> he's talking about my wife. He's talking about my wife's condition. So uh-huh. he, yeah. I could see why he got mad, but I never think violence is the answer. Yeah. And it just made things look really bad. Uh, I don't know. He was, maybe he had other issues or has other issues going on that kind of just was bottled up and mm-hmm. he just let it all out. And the, on the, not the biggest stage in the world, because like, not many people are watching the Oscars, but the but most still, prestigious yeah. stage, especially in the world. for him, because that was his night. Yeah, and everyone's forgetting that he won Best Actor, yes. which is like that and Best Actress and um, uh, Best, best original, Picture. Best Picture. Yeah. yeah, they're the three biggest awards of the night. Yeah, and if you're an actor winning Best Actor, like yeah, um, we have five minutes left, but I wanted to talk about Grammys a little bit. Um, did you watch the Grammys? I did watch you did watch the Grammys. I planned on watching it. But then I saw it was like four hours long. I'll give my two cents. Um, I didn't. I never heard of John pa- Baptiste before. <laughs> before the show, um, I think I'm. I I think Olivia Rodrigo really deserved uh, best new artist, and I I had her winning her album of the year just because like. That h- album had a chokehold on everybody <laughs> for like six months. Like everyone knows, like most of the songs off that album, like word for word, mm-hmm. and they were just everywhere. And mm-hmm. like her influence, and it, the music wasn't even bad. Like she makes good music. Like yeah. not something like, oh my god, like they're gonna be studying this in a hundred years. Music, <laughs> but she makes good music and like really catchy. And I feel like anyone can listen to it. So I was just very surprised because she seems like. Um, America's new it girl now. Mm-hmm. Like she seems like they're tr- they're trying to um, take the crown from Taylor Swift and put it on Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo's head. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even like Taylor Swift has kind of like passed down the torch in a way. Like she gave yeah. Olivia Rodrigo like a special ring of hers or something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, but um, 
I was very surprised uh, Donda didn't win a rap album of the year. So was I. Yeah, I was like, I love. I was like, I loved that. Album. I just thought that was the f- like that was the favorite. I, it's not even about who liked it and who did it. I just thought. Yeah. I thought everyone was just gonna pick it. Y- I don't know if it was like the outside stuff that was happening with Ye and all that controversy that influenced like the Academy's decision, but. I was very surprised. I personally, I'm a big Tyler Creator fan. He's my favorite. Yeah. He was my top artist <laughs> this past year, and I love that album. So I'm happy for. I, him. I was happy for him too. Um, he's won it. Uh, yeah, this is twice now. Yeah, good for him. I mean, and it was actually a rap album this time. <laughs> Igor, yes, his first one that he won. Not a rap album. Nah, I mean, it had rap elements to it, but <laughs> not a rap album. But um, the o- other nominees, Col- J Cole, the off season, eh, doesn't really like hold up mm-hmm. to the other ones yeah. um certified lover boy which was withdrawn by drake because drake was just like i don't care about oh, award exactly. shows um which a lot of people tyler wasn't even there like yeah he wasn't even there yeah um nas king's disease 2 which i loved mm-hmm. i thought it was better than his last one which won which last won? year yeah and donda which i thought was the favorite but mm-hmm. i'm not surprised call me if you get lost one i just thought it was like not like I, I didn't I felt like the Academy or not the Academy, uh, whatever they call the Grammy The Recording Academy. The Recording Academy, okay. <laughs> um I just didn't think think they would like it just because of how like rough it was. Right. You know? Like yeah. how like DJ drama's like screaming all yeah. over the thing and yeah. But uh, you know what? I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of him. <laughs> to he's really grown into like just this superstar <laughs> almost like he went from like the skater edgy guy yeah. to <laughs> just like he's selling out Madison Square Garden <laughs> and all that. I'm like, good for him. Um, and also I love uh, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, and I love them both. Like they're my favorite singers. Like, um, I don't know if you could categorize them as R and B, but they're my like my two favorite like male pop singers. And then them coming together, and I was like, what yeah. the heck? Yeah, and they killed it. They both. <laughs> And they were, like, kind of flaunting. I don't know if you saw that clip of Anderson Pack yeah. with his, like, wig on. <laughs> he was, like, he's, like, we call that in the industry a queen. He was, like, I try to be humble. I try to be humble. But it was, like, it was like his fourth award of the night. It, it was four out of four. Yeah. They literally swept. They had um, best R&B performance. I think mm-hmm. they, they won. Was they it best R&B? with Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, wow. Best. I didn't even know they did ties. Uh, it was a, yeah, I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> it was best R&B. But they had. Album? Song of the year, record of the year, best R and B performance, and one more. It, w- I th- it wasn't album because wasn't the album, album just came out. I don't think that made the oh, deadline because that came so out in like right. November. Because yeah, um, leave the door open. Yeah, that uh, came out. They premiered it at the Grammy, or like they performed it for the first time live at the Grammys last year. That you know what? Okay, that makes so much sense because I was like, how come their album wasn't like nominated <laughs> for anything? Yeah, that's next year. <laughs> wow, so they can possibly win something. Yeah. That would be really cool. Okay. That would be. Um, what did they do? Uh, well, I mean, they won song of the year, record of the year, song of the year, record of the year. Uh, oh my gosh. Best rap or best R and B performance. And something else, and it was I think it, it was an R and B thing. It was like. Uh, 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 Silk Sonic. It's not telling me. What the heck? Uh, okay. Well, it w- you just gotta take our word for it. They yeah, won four. They won four. Um, <laughs> probably will win more next year for their album. Um, people were surprised Billie Eilish didn't win anything for her um, album. But uh, her out al- like it wasn't as 
what, from what the critics say, it wasn't as good as her yeah. debut. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> the Grammys found their new it girl. They were like, we yeah, don't want Billy like, no more. We have more. Olivia now. <laughs> we don't want Billy no more. She's too weird. She's wearing <laughs> these big outfits. They're like, we, she's too weird. Uh, I don't think Lil Nas X really. He won maybe. No, like, he didn't win anything. He didn't win anything, which mm-hmm. I was surprised too. I think he was up for like five too. Did it his? Uh, oh yeah, his album came out in time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it like just made it, and I was proud of Doja Cat though, because oh, I really yeah. you know there's a lot of controversy with her lately that I won't get into, <laughs> but um, I, I really. Kiss Me More won a Grammy, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's and also SZA. SZA's first Grammy, yeah, which is unbelievable. Yeah, they're, I'm, I'm glad they're getting recognition yeah. and that they're, like, really certifying themselves. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's funny because, like, three out of the four people I just mentioned all started off as, like, meme Internet singers, people, TikTok yeah. TikTok like singers. <laughs> okay, Lone Nas X started off as... Yeah, that was TikTok. The Old Town Road guy. <laughs> and you saw him last year, like... He was he had like five or six Grammys or something like that. Yeah. Um, Olivia Rodrigo started off. She was the Disney Channel girl mm-hmm. who, who did um, driver's license that people were making memes about and TikToks yeah. about, and now she's a superstar. And who's the other person I mentioned? Doja Cat. She was she, she was the one she I was most on Vine. She was the one I was most surprised about. <laughs> she was the the B word I'm a cow yeah. girl, and I was like, okay, this girl's a one hit wonder. And then she came back with like hits on hits on hits because of that TikTok. Was almost ten years ago. Like, we were in oh. middle school. <laughs> that or yeah, that was something like that was. That was like 2013. That might have been like yeah, like uh, that was. Yeah, I was uh, like, I was, I was seeing that video everywhere. Oh, sorry, don't want to get copyrighted or anything. Uh, oh, that was not middle school. That was 2018. Oh, it wow. feels like a long time. It ago. does feel like a lo- that does feel like a different era. I feel like I saw that on Vine for some reason. <laughs> I, th- I think she was she was around before that though mm. but wow yeah she i feel like she, she came out with that and like disappeared and yeah. then tiktok blew up like i didn't even know so she many. was like a real singer i thought it was just a one like it was a halloween costume or something yeah someone okay, even on the wikipedia page um <laughs> the viral success of moo is considered to have been a major influence of doja cat's internet fame ultimately setting the tone for her career despite being considered by doja cat herself as a throwaway and a joke yeah. which is true because i was like it oh this is just a joke, joke. <laughs> like she's not like this girl's not actually a singer like she just made this as a joke she's probably like a comedian and now she's like killing it but that's crazy it's a new age like these internet anyone that beca- don't become famous are gonna amount to anything winning grammys these one-hit wonders are becoming like supposed one-hit wonders like Lil Nas X, yeah. Old Town Road. Everyone he wrote us. He wrote a song about taking his horses out. <laughs> I think it was like a Red Dead Redemption like song. Like that's why he made it. Yeah. It was for the hype of Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> and now he's become like, like this icon. Like, eh, man, they're really paving the way. And I don't know. It's really interesting and weird to see, but uh, the internet and social media has more of an effect on music than ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's fascinating. Yeah. But if you want to say anything else, we have times up. I ran like five minutes over, <laughs> but th- I think this is my longest uh, podcast yet. Aww. But yeah, no, enjoy talking. It went really. I did. It went by. I had so much fun. It went by really quick. <laughs> um, do you want to say anything? Want to endorse any clubs or give any shout outs to anybody? Join the Red Cross Club. It's our first year on campus. Oh. Next year will be our second year. Cross club, everybody. You should do it. Okay. All right. Thank you. That has been Rachel Jeff McCauley <laughs> and uh, Sean Volpe. And this has been 
WXVU Sean Talk on. Well, oh, I just said no. <laughs> WXVU 89.1 FM Sean Talk. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye bye. Let me uh, automate this music now. Okay. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you.